Blog Talk Radio. All right, welcome back. It's another episode of The Roman Show. We welcome Kevin Vernardos of the Vernardo Circus. He's already in town, actually, in the town and country mall. You can check them out. They'll be here all the way until February 25th. We talked to Kevin and his dream, his dream of taking this circus all around the United States and elsewhere. So stay tuned for a whole lot more. Coming up next on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the face. Booster, go. Retro, go. Vital, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Blind, go. We're going to fly. GNC, we're going to go. Go, go. Go, go. we are going. Network, go. Discovery, go. Capcom. The Roman Show. With your host, Rodolfo Roman. The week of uh, February 10th, The Roman Show. Coming right back at you, your host here, Rodolfo Roman, alongside my co host, the dashing one, George Alonzo. What's going on, George? Nothing, just here enjoying my delicious. How can I say sweet, salty, caramel flavored popcorn margarita in celebration of the guest that we have here today? You know, it makes totally complete sense to be eating popcorn because that's what they typically eat at the circus. So, uh, and Bernardo Circus, check them out at uh, the Tonic Country Mall right there in the Kendall area. We're going to have the Kevin Bernardo's, the ringmaster of the circus. He was part of the Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers Circus, and now he's created his own little circus and he's taking it uh, around the country 40 weeks on tour i had the opportunity of seeing the circus myself it's uh listen it's, it's a great about about two hours about two hours of a circus and i have to tell you um it, it's a different type of circus george because it's not like you just get a whole bunch of people doing a whole bunch of stunts it, it's a very interactive circus you're you're right there up front it, it's very interactive very community-like, for goodness sake, when the show is done, you're able to go on stage and take a picture with the entire crew. That is pretty neat. And it's free. You can't beat that. Of course you can't be free, but just to make sure you're not confused, I'm not eating caramel popcorn. I'm having a caramel popcorn margarita. I know. I know you're, I know you're drinking it. You're not eating it. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I don't want you thinking I'm holding a bag of popcorn here, even though this, this looks like a nice big old brown drink, but it's delicious and you should try something. Talking about that brown drink, all right. But again, Bernardo Circus, check them out. We have more details on theromanshow.com. Listen, guys, use the the, the promo code the Roman Show all in low and all in caps actually, and get yourself a brand new collar and elbow T-shirt. Visit collarandelbowbrand.com. That's collarandelbowbrand.com, and get yourself a T-shirt. Summer, spring's around the 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 corner, so get yourself a nice T-shirt and uh, sport it out there. Uh, on the street or wherever you hang out or your next wrestling show or whatnot. So uh, use the promo code The Roman Show. Visit collarandelbowbrand.com. All right, we'll be right back and uh, we're going to go ahead and talk a little bit of pro wrestling coming up next on Reality Check. And now. 
now, it's time to give you a reality check. It's a reminder, guys, follow us on the socials. That's uh, Instagram, Roman uh, Roman Media. Also on Facebook, same account. And on a Twitter, The Roman Show. And of course, very important, YouTube. YouTube.com forward slash rroman one Subscribe to the channel. And we're always live, theromanshow.com. Don't miss any of the video interviews that we have available right there. But again, if you don't want to subscribe, that's okay. Visit the website, theromanshow.com. But I highly recommend you subscribe to the show because every time we upload a video, you get a notification. And uh, this week, we will be revealing a new video interview with Kamara Usman, who will be taking on Tyron Woodley in the upcoming UFC pay-per-view. He'll be taking on the champ, the welterweight champ. And, well, just go ahead. We'll just, just tune in, subscribe right now. Our Roman 201 is the channel. And check out that Usman interview coming up very soon. Um, George, we got a lot to talk about, man. So many things going on in the world of pro wrestling. Let's kick things off real quick. New Japan Pro Wrestling, IWGP, World Heavyweight Champion. We got a new one. We got Jay White. Tanahashi um, was defeated. Uh, this happened over the weekend. This is a big deal. Everyone in the world of professional wrestling is talking about it. Uh, we, we've seen a shift with, with AEW, with, uh, with Cody and, and Kenny. Uh, so many things going on with this company that has not held a show yet. But, man, they've been making waves, and it's leaving companies like Ring of Honor, which you and I were uh, attended in, in, in Miami. And then you got New Japan. Just They have to create new stars. And that's where we are because AEW is taking all those guys away and women, and they're, they're on a pedestal right now. They're, they're, they're rolling high. And you're absolutely correct. As a matter of fact, the vets even think the way you do. Uh, New Japan, and even Vets even said it, exactly your words, New Japan is in the path of creating new stars. And one of their their biggest new stars is the Switchblade, Jay White. As a matter of fact, when Kenny Omega mentioned his, uh, you know, his farewell from New Japan, uh, Jay White became the new leader, or how uh, Tamatonga and all them, like from Gorillas of Destiny, said there's not really a leader in, in the Bullet Club. But what a lot of people saw was that the Switchblade, Jay White, became pretty much the leader of sorts of the new Bullet Club. So, yeah, Jay White is the new IWGP heavyweight champion. They're making new stars. Great for them. They're doing an awesome job at doing that. Especially because Jay White is one of those big stars. I, I have to give credit where credit is due. But that is where everyone has to jump shit. Because it's not just AEW grabbing all these people. It's the WWE. It's Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor just signed PJ Black. Uh, Bandito. Roosh. Uh, WWE just signed Trevor Lee. Uh, ACH. And, and the list goes... Uh, Rachel Ellering. The list goes on and on. So it, it seems like... They're grabbing new and new stars, but like I've said, even on our social media, uh, on my social media platform at least, is guys, indie wrestlers, whether you're a man or a woman, this is your time to shine. If you do not make it and you complain on social media, the only person you should blame is yourself. I'm not trying to make this sound bad. I'm not trying to make this sound negative. I'm trying to make this as motivational as possible for you. Blame yourself if you don't make it now because the door is wide open. Let me tell you, 
yes, we go back to the WCW versus WWE, but I see right now so much opportunity because there's so many companies. And let's face it, you got Impact, you got Ring of Honor, you got MLW, of course, now you got AEW, and of course, you got the, the granddaddy of them all, which is the WWE. But so many chances, so many promotions. Back then, it was just WWE or WCW, and then you had ECW. But you wanted to get on either WCW or WWE. Now you have so many, pla- so much platforms. It's ridiculous. R- Ring of Honor, they're on TV. Impact's on TV. MLW is on P- on TV. AEW, we're still waiting. I'm sure they're going to get in a very, very uh, well-known network. And then you have the WWE. But it's just amazing uh, how, many, uh, how much opportunity there is available right now for pro wrestlers. Something that... It's 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 amazing, and I was you know I was reading an article today, and and it kind of made sense to me, but because of so much talent out there, and of course WWE being the granddaddy of them all, um, they can't fit all these people in a Raw and a SmackDown, and even an NXT. So there was a, a report on a Bleacher Report saying why not create a third big brand or a third heavyweight championship. You would have your Raw, you would have your SmackDown, and again, NXT doesn't really count because you're, they still, you know, like consider your minor leagues if you want to say. But you have another show that would run maybe on Tuesday, since it's no longer uh, gonna be on on you or Wednesday, because let's say AEW has Tuesday, Raw SmackDowns on Friday. You throw in this new show on Wednesday or, or something like that, or another day, or a Saturday or a Sunday. But what if that does become NXT? Because Fox has even went on to say that they're open to different WWE content to put on FS1. So that content could even be the WWE, knowing like you said, that now that Wednesday is going to become available, that that could be NXT's spot now for FS1. And there you will see an ultimate collision of NXT versus AEW. God forbid if they run on the same day and time. Now, here's uh, another thing. Like, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, if you follow the news uh, when it comes to the WWE, now they're even sending out feelers to Japan, where you might even see a partnership of, of sorts between NXT and Pro Wrestling Noah, And that, it, it's huge. Now that, especially because Kenta's contract is gone and he's on his way back to Noah. who knows what we might see with NXT Japan. There's so much happening in the world of professional wrestling, and especially in the NXT wing. It's ridiculous. So time will tell, I guess. But at the same time, there was a time where Impact had a relationship with Noah. Yes, but if you notice right now, Noah is not really having a relationship with anyone. Before, Noah even had a relationship with ROH, and that relationship ended. Now it's with New Japan. No one, you, now that you think, when you really, 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 like, crunch the numbers, you see more like AAA working with MLW or TNA working with MLW, uh, sorry, with uh, AAA working with TNA or even AAA working now with AEW, uh, New Japan working with Ring of Honor, uh, and, and maybe even AEW soon. But you never get to see Pro Wrestling Noah. And here's the one thing. New Japan might be the WWE in Japan, 
but Noah is your AEW in Japan. And, and they've been around for some time. And, yep. Uh, and let me tell you something. Some major, major stars came out of that company, uh, including Kenta Kobashi, Misawa, uh, so on and so forth. And now Marufuji, Kenta, some of the biggest names were bred in Noah. God forbid if WWE starts a partnership with Noah, the sky's the limit. Like, I remember. I think even Taka Michinuki played a role in Noah. I, I think I remember. I'm not sure if Taka did. I know he did a Michinuku Pro, but he, but I don't know if he ever did Noah itself. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, because I think I remember I was at a show actually where, but I do remember Masawa, very famous. Um, but yes, that 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 is that cup. Heck, even um, Chris Hero or. Why do I call him Chris Hero right now? But Cassius Ono was part of Noah, Noah one time. Correct. Uh, so, that, but that's what I'm saying. Pro wrestling Noah is like your dark horse. A lot of people think, oh, you know, look at this little company Noah. They're not going to really make a difference. You'll be surprised that a lot of major stars came from that company. You'll see. We'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting. But um, speaking of AEW, they've released now. Uh, some dates as far as some shows that they have. They have pretty much all the way into the end of the year. In October, they have the uh, TV deal. They got a show in Jacksonville, of course, the one in Vegas. And then in the U.K., so these guys are serious. These guys aren't playing. They're not just going to stay in the States. They're traveling overseas. Correct. And that's another great thing. You know, like AEW is taking advantage of every chance they get. You know, they're trying to grow. And what's the the thing is is that... AEW is taking a quick shot at WWE, not just by trying to recruit a Darby Allen, but also trying to run at the Royal Albert Hall, where they just literally did NXT UK TakeOver. So it, this is, it, the shots are being fired, man. And, and you know, this is just going to, in my opinion, this is just going to make uh, WWE hold a major pay-per-view in the UK. How much you want to throw down on that? I'm pretty sure maybe in the next two years you might see the SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, anything at the UK. I mean, they did it once. Why not Why not again? I, I, they did it for SummerSlam where British Bulldog defeated Bret the Hitman Hart for the Intercontinental title. And since then, we have not seen a UK pay-per-view uh, unless you count the one-night stands from years ago. But basically, uh, I, I, I really hope so. I really do. A lot of people are hoping the same. Yeah, it's just a matter of time, but we did get word Kenny and Jericho number two is taking place at Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. Man, it's just it's just so much. It's so much going on in the world of pro wrestling. You don't know where people are going to land. Randy Orton um, might be negotiating or might be interested in AEW. Dave Batista has has been rumored to make an appearance at WrestleMania, but AEW is also interested in Dave Batista. I, I, would, I would like to see some of these guys, these guys that we've known because of the WWE, jump on AEW to see how they would work along with this new talent. But at the same time, you have to worry that a lot of critics are going to attack Cody because Cody constantly, every time he's doing an interview, he says AEW is about fresh start, fresh faces, fresh everything. But then again, you see Randy Orton, J Chris Jericho, Batista, uh, even I heard Goldberg. You see all these major names, uh, Brock Lesnar being thrown in there. And then you have to wonder, are these same AEW uh, 
fans that are criticizing the WWE for the same thing, would they criticize AEW for saying, you're giving us the same thing when you said you were going to be giving us fresh face? It, it, not, not trying to say it's going to happen. I'm just saying, what if? Because... Yeah, but but I, I disagree with that because now we're gonna get an opportunity. Number one, to see, let's say, let's say they were to get Brock Lesnar, you're gonna get Brock Lesnar, but you're gonna you're gonna see him in a different role. You're not gonna. I'm sure the AEW is not gonna feed us what the WWE has been feeding us. So he'll make they'll make Brock Lesnar they'll put him up against someone who's gonna give him more competition instead of just suplexing someone for an hour. I'm not saying that we're going to get the same... It's still fresh, though. I'm not saying that you're, we're going to get the same storyline, gimmick, etc., etc. If all these names, the Ortons, the Batistas, the Lesners, the Goldbergs showed up in AEW. Shoot, we might see a dream match between Orton and Omega. But I'm what I'm saying is Cody said fresh faces. I mean, he's doing it. Yes, he's doing it with a good majority, but at the same time, it, that does not matter for all the critics. And I'm not talking about the journalist critics. I'm talking about the fans that sit behind their keyboards saying, oh, this and this and that. I'm talking about them, the ones that, that take every word for every dollar. Like WWE, we're giving you change, folks. Oh, my God, now where is it every five seconds? Same thing for Cody. Cody's in that same boat now. I'm sorry to tell you, but it's the truth. Cody said new faces, fresh faces, so on and so forth. Now that's what they're going to see. And when they sign the Ortons, the Goldbergs, the Lesners, they're going to say, these are not fresh faces. You're giving us the same stars we used to get in the WWE. Well, you know, listen, you can't please everyone in this world. I, no doubt. No doubt. I'm not uh, no doubting that at all. I'm, I couldn't only remember that big ovation that people got, that people gave Vince when they said, oh, change is coming. People went nuts. And believe it or not, we're seeing some new things like Mustafa Ali, and people are still complaining. I mean, I, I'm the guy, this is a 205 guy, and then you put him in an elimination chamber. But that's what I'm saying. It is change, it, but... It, it, it's, it's not small change. And even in April, I think it's on the 15th and 16th, they've announced their first ever international, not just regular, but international super shakeup, which means a a draft. And this time, you're they're probably looking at including... NXT, the regular, NXT UK, Raw, and SmackDown. That's changed, too. So yeah. Give us a little something here. But listen, I want to end this segment on a, a very, well, this is not for the faint of heart. But a former WWE rookie and Impact Wrestling talent, uh, well, you might know her, Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, she came out in uh, Tough Enough as she was a contestant. But... <laughs> Listen, nowadays people just find the weirdest ways to cop, you know, get money and make money. So, by the way, Shati has taken to social media. And what she's doing is she's selling pictures of her poo. Did you hear this? That's right. She's selling pictures of her feces. And it goes about for five bucks, whatever it is. So she'll go on Twitter and say, hey, who wants to see the latest dump? You know, I had this morning. Uh, so you go on PayPal and you send her five bucks or whatever it is, and she will take a snap of her dispose inside the toilet and send it to you. I I and uh, I just 
it left me kind of speechless. I, I don't know how to react to this story, but I figured I just had to just mention this. I, it's just really puzzling. Listen, it, it, it's it's getting her attention, right? Sure. She won. She's making money. She won. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. And as, as sick as this sounds, okay, because there's no excuse over it, not whatsoever, there's people that have fetishes for it. It, Are you saying you like that type of fetish? Hell no. <laughs> for Christ's sake, there's people that, and I'm sorry, let me do this for a quick second. Kids, if you're under the age of 12, I'm going to give you five seconds to at least mute this next couple minutes. <laughs> or forward it. Uh, exactly. So starting now. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I warned them, Roman. Yeah, I know, I know. There are people... That literally pay porn stars or even people do do it voluntarily to poop on your on your chest because they have that fetish. So what if these people that are buying the five dollars saying, "Ooh, I could only imagine that poop on my chest." I listen. I I I don't even know, but whatever, man. If whatever whatever floats your boat. Whatever it is, but she is making some money off this stuff. Apparently, a lot of these guys are, um, and, and maybe women. I, I don't know. What, and what makes the difference between two girls and a cub? Look how freaking popular that got. Yeah, but that's free. But I don't know. It's just, but I was checking out uh, this article, and there was a Twitter account here where they, and, and you got you got to if you could go onto the Roman Show Facebook page, we put the link there. Um, <laughs> And, and and this guy named uh, Filthy Filipino on PayPal, he wrote a comment, that FYI, I'm doing this to support you, not because I am some weirdo. Uh, no, buddy, I think you are a weirdo. Weirdo, just by you, you know, writing that comment just made you the weirdo that you are, man. Mm-hmm. Kind of sick. All right, whatever, enough of this poop talk. All right, we're going to welcome right now, let's talk some um, fun stuff. We're going to welcome in Kevin Vernardo, the ringmaster of Vernardo Circus taking place right now in town and country in the Kendall area. The circus will run all the way through February 25th. And it runs on February 14th, which is Valentine's Day. That makes a perfect, perfect, perfect Valentine's date. And the cool thing about it is it's placed right there in the mall. There's great restaurants. You can't go wrong. And the circus is very affordable. So we're going to talk to right now Kevin Vernardos of the Vernardos Circus coming up next on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show, and and had the opportunity uh, this past week to check out this great new circus that has just arrived in town, the Bernardo Circus, taking place right now at the Palms at Town and Country. That's near the Kendall area, and it runs all the way through February 25th, so yes, that includes Valentine's Day, so it'll be a great Valentine's Day gift to take your significant other. And on the line, we have the ringmaster of the Vernardo Circus, Mr. Kevin Vernardo. Kevin, thanks so much for your time. And, and I got to tell you, I checked out the circus yesterday. What an awesome time, it, it, that engagement that you feel. You have that connectivity. It's not just a, a circus and a big tent. It's more feels like a 
consider like a like a hometown circus coming to your neighborhood because you're not in a in a big downtown area. You're in the community, and I think that that's something different that sets you guys apart. Well, thank you, Roman. It's uh, thank you for the chance to talk with you. And I'm, there was a lot of things to unpack. You just mentioned there. For sure, the the part that I see most people talk about or that that they really really love uh, is the how close they are because it's a small intimate space. Uh, you're right next to these amazing artists, which you saw last night when you came to the show. Um, and, and people, sometimes when they think of circus, they think of a giant arena or a, a space that's uh, kind of, maybe if there's amazement going on, but there's maybe kind of a, a lack of a heart. That's uh, something that you don't feel when you walk into that little tent that feels kind of magical. That's certainly what I want to give people. I want them to feel transported to a time when you, know, you talk about dreams and the, as you get older sometimes reality keeps biting away at your dreams and, and perhaps biting away at your I don't know just your, letting your imagination fly into the notion that you could accomplish something great I, 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 I dare say that there's amazing families there and, and I, my, for me the greatest accomplishment today that the circus can, can do is just bringing people together just to spend some time with each other uh, that alone is I think it's like super uber important uh, today but uh, it's something that I'm definitely proud of that all the work of my little team and all of the dreaming and hard work that has led to us being in Kendall uh, it means that we're bringing a lot of families together and uh, I hope that's one of the things that you saw so yeah, absolutely. And of course, you had uh, previously you worked with the Ringley uh, Barnum and Bailey Circus. Uh, and, are you there? Yeah. Hello. 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 Oh, hey, Bernard. I had lost you there. Uh, that previously you worked with the, of course, the Barnum and Bailey Circus, Ringling Brothers. Uh, so you have that. You bring in that ringmaster. But one thing, and I, I noticed about this this circus too, as well, and that many people are going to experience when they go check it out for themselves. Um, is, we talked about the connectivity, the interaction, but you guys ch- uh, stay after the show, take pictures on stage. Uh, you get to hang out and talk and conversate. I mean, that right there just just, it just, just pretty much sums it all up, right? <laughs> it is, it's like the, it's the coolest part. I mean, I, when, when the show's going on now, I, I spend, I mean, I've spent so much time performing and managing and doing all this, looking after everything. But now I, my favorite time is when there's an act going on to be in the house, just uh, behind the scenes, just looking at people, looking at people watching the circus. And then, of course, we're at the end of the show with, because of the size of our house, there's about 300 seats inside that tent. Uh, we have time. We make time to just anyone who wants to come up by themselves or their whole family, come on the stage and snap a photo with the cast. And it's, it's a memory you can keep forever, which I encourage them all to do. And it's a great opportunity to just shake hands with the people and by the time that the show is over there pretty much universally people are with in some way they, 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 we then go wow and ooh and ah but the, the thing that really motivates me my why I do this is I want that to their heart I want them to I want them to get away from their troubles and also be inspired by our example at the things that actually they uh, can do if they dream big and now, of course, we got to talk about the performance. We don't want to give away too much of it. Of course, you're bringing the singing aspect and the dancing to it, but some of the performances that 
people are going to see when they go check out Bernardo Circus. Tell us a little bit about it, guys. Of course, don't give it all away, and I don't want to give it no, away. There's, there's, so <laughs> ma- there's too many surprises to even mention in this very brief interview. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, but uh, we have aerialists, there's acrobatics, there's lots of laughs. We want people to laugh, and so there's lots of comedy, and there's uh, some dangerous things, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, most definitely some dangerous things. So they're all stitched together with the elements of production. Like I grew up near New York City, wanting to be in a Broadway show. I love the way that music tells the story and engages the heart and emotions. And connecting that with circus in this really awesome, magical environment, I think it's a a recipe for an amazing, unforgettable experience. Certainly that's what we strive to give people. And uh, we make rabid fans. When when we started this company, To call it a company, it sounds like so cold. It's it's a dream. This is uh, it's 2019, and there's a living, breathing circus that's in the United States, and that has really been made possible not by some a giant donor or someone who gave us a bunch of money. Everything that we've done, uh, the fact that it exists, it's been one tiny step at a time, and one community at a time, and the community is really the secret to. I believe the circus, the future of the circus. If you can mean something to people, if you can give them something that that becomes something that's a part of their life, if you return to their city year after year, which we really want to make an annual tradition out of it, then they, something changes. And, and uh, I mean, it always is this way. We have our head in our face in our phones all the time. I'm definitely all for embracing technology. I use it to sell circus tickets all the time but uh, if we actually look up from the phone and you can look around you in the circus tent you can see people of every size shape color I mentioned this at the end of the show mm-hmm. uh, and political viewpoints and yet we spend a few hours together in the circus a decidedly unpolitical environment and it's a great reminder that we got so much that connects us we got so much just to be grateful for to be together uh, so I think that uh, that's another great reason why I, I love doing uh, what I do. Of course, and now you mentioned too that you're going to be on tour 40, 40 weeks. So, so aside from Miami, what other places are you going to be visiting? Oh my gosh, uh, there's so many, but we, we just come from St. Augustine, Florida. We're down here in Miami. We're probably going to be up in Orlando again, and uh, we go around to the West Coast. We'll be in Los Angeles in the spring, uh, in the summertime up in Washington State, down to Colorado, back over to New York and Long Island and all these places in the mid-Atlantic and, and mid-South. So uh, there's just tons of places, probably about uh, 25 different locations we'll visit where we stay in two to three weeks most of the time. So. And, and how amazing it is, you mentioned 15 people is, is what it takes to produce that circus and you guys traveling all over the country. Wait, wait, ask that question again, you cut it I said, I said what's amazing is that you mentioned there was 15 people that work in that entire production and you guys traveling together, putting everything together. Even the performers, uh, they play a role, not just performing, but whether it be checking in the tickets or setting up the tent. Uh, that right there just, just shows how much of humbleness all you guys have. <laughs> well, well, it's one of those things, if you're someone who's listening might be an entrepreneur uh, or a business owner, they know that when, when you're small, when you're getting started, and uh, well, you, you've got to wear a lot of different hats, because if you don't, the job doesn't get done. There are so many jobs that need doing, but it's funny, and I find that because we've had to do that, because we had to bootstrap our way to to finding 
how we can bring this dream to life. Uh, the values um, that we kind of discovered through that struggle, they, they, they generate a lot of gratitude. And, and, and I think a value that I hold there is that if the, if the work needs to get done, we do it. If we look around ourselves, and, and we're not just thinking about the act that we're going to perform in the show, but we're, we're looking at the whole experience. We're taking responsibility for each guest that, that arrives there. You know, we have an opportunity to, to make a difference in their experience. So um, when we all work together like that, it just it's transformative. Uh, a big part of that is that I'm finding people, I'm trying mightily to find people who really want to be doing this. And uh, I start by asking them, what is their real dream? Forget about this job for a second. What do you really, really want to be doing more than anything? And I listen to that. And then to the extent possible, if it seems like a good fit, I try and create an opportunity in the show in the context of all the stuff that needs to get done for the Northern Circus to create an opportunity for them to take a step in the direction of their real dream. And when they feel embraced and respected and powered because uh, they're there to do what they love to do. They give a hundred percent, and and they start looking at not just their own self like a cog in the wheel, but they look at the whole machine. And when you get fifteen people, a small, dedicated group of people that are focused on one goal is like enormously more effective and powerful than a huge army of people who don't really understand their why and don't have clear directives. So. I think that's one of the reasons. That's a kind of a long-winded. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there you go. And and I guess that's what we see as as a spectator. And again, I invite everyone to come out and check out the Bernardo Circus taking place right now at the Palms at Town and Country. It's a it's a great place because you can see the circus and they got great food right after. If not, you can check out the great hot dogs uh, and other great food and drinks that they sell at the circus. So Kevin, thank you so very much for your time. BernardoCircus.com is the website. You can just visit our website right there, theromanshow.com. Click on that link button, and we'll go ahead and shoot you straight to BernardoCircus.com and how to purchase your tickets. Kevin, thanks so much, and enjoy your stay here in Miami uh, all the way to February 25th. We got some great weather here, so enjoy it. Uh, we're loving it already. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, Kevin. And, uh, again, hopefully you make it an annual thing, and we'll have to get to have you here again next year. That is absolutely my plan, Ramon. That is my, that's my dream. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, guys, make sure to follow there on theromanshow.com. All the details on how to get your tickets to the Bernardo Circus. And uh, really, it's a great time. Take the family, take the wife, take the girlfriend, and uh, you're going to enjoy that time right there together in a tent along with the community all right let's talk some ufc some mixed martial arts some bellator anderson silva lost in this past uh pay-per-view against uh, israel the the top contender uh in the middleweight division and i have to tell you that i can remember george the last time that a fighter lost but at the same time won uh, that fight, that main event, I know you didn't get a chance to see it, but I'll tell everyone out here. I have to tell you, it was like watching a, a Mortal Kombat video game. Uh, it was just ridiculous moves. One did this, one did that. It was crazy. Either way, Anderson Silva lost by decision. However, 
he does want to continue to fight. I would say one more before he hangs up his gloves. And he wants to do it in, in Brazil. And he called out Nick Diaz. But Nick Diaz says he, he doesn't want to do this anymore. He just wants to party. Uh, but listen, amazing performance with Anderson Silva. This guy's 43 years old. And he's in there with a guy in his 20s. And he's still dodging kicks and like the Matrix. In other words, he's still got it. And it just shows you that age just doesn't matter. But I can remember the last time that a fighter who lost inside the octagon, or the cage for that matter, ends up winning the crowd. I mean, that just shows you how much of respect people have for Anderson Silva. And again, at 43 years old, George, this guy is blocking kicks it's just like, like watching the Matrix. Anderson Silva has always been labeled as literally one of the best MMA fighters of all time. Uh, as a matter of fact, the guy was so unbeatable that he used to taunt his opponents inside the octagon, just not even worrying about what's next until he actually lost. But the point is this. Yes, I did not get to see this last fight that you speak of. As a matter of fact, I did see a couple clips where even uh, Israel... Uh, was it uh, Israel? Uh, yeah. Yeah, even did a uh, comedy spill uh, at, I believe it was a exhibition, where he did the Stone Cold Stunner and the Rock Bottom. Uh, so just comes to show you the guy was a showman, but the fact that he won, it, it, it's, again, passing the torch. I've said this countless of times every time we talk MMA. These great fighters that we grew up watching, the Chuck Liddells, the Randy Couture's, the, the Anderson Silva's, they might be great. They might be superior. They might be the best, whatever you want to call it. But you cannot put that against the young lions that we have in the octagon together today. And on top of that, they keep getting stronger by every time we see a new fighter stepping through those cages. You, it was a shoo-in. I'm sorry. Anderson might have been the best. But his opponent, he's just one of those young lions, and he proved it. He sure did, and uh, he's definitely up there as far as getting a shot at the middleweight championship. But, you know, something happened as Kelvin Gastelum was supposed to headline that fight with Robert Whitaker, the champion. Unfortunately, Robert Whitaker, just the day of the fight, well, he had an issue with the hernia and had to have an emergency uh, surgery. So Robert Whitaker pulled out of the fight, and the main event became Silva uh, and Adesanya. But... And many people were upset at this, saying that this is a, a fight card that should have been an ESPN Plus or ESPN, whatever it may be. And, and I agree. I totally agree because you had a guy who was like 6-4 and four who was a cool main event. But either way, to the defense of Robert Whitaker, he was hurt. You know, he had a hernia. Listen, things happen. It is what it is. Kevin Gaslam then was showcasing the uh, UFC title, although he never won it, right? But he got, uh, he got the attention of Conor McGregor, who called him out, that say, you know, take that belt off your, your chest there. You, 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 don't even, you don't even earn that thing. Uh, but either way, Anderson Silva, I would say one more fight for the man before he really hangs it up. Uh, but what a display. Again, 43 years old. I, I would go as far as saying he, he is the Muhammad Ali of MMA. I can't think of anyone else. I really can't. He was a showman. No, he is a showman. He's entertaining. He's a great athlete. Great. I mean, he has it all. So my question to you, actually, I'm going to kind of uh, piggyback 
uh, for your saying with a question. If Anderson Silva does have one last fight in him, who would you put him with? Well, again, that that's 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 the question. He wanted Nick Diaz, but Nick Diaz doesn't want so doesn't want to fight him. You know, he wants to finish off his career in Brazil in Curitiba, where he's from, and that's that's great. Um, gosh, I mean, it, you could do a fight, a super fight, him versus GSP. That'd be pretty nice. It's been that dream match. Of course, they're not at the same level, you know, as 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 people would, when they wanted them. It's kind of what happened with Floyd Mayweather and and Manny Pacquiao that they wanted them to fight earlier in their career, not later in their career. But I think that could be money. And what better way of taking having that fight in Brazil, right? And then have GSP win another great legend in the sport of MMA, and it's a super fight, and it's gonna get a lot, a lot of attention. I mean. To me, if it was to make money, I, I I find that awesome because in the middleweight division he has Chris Weidman. They they don't want to do that rematch again. Remember he that's when he broke his leg and he got Yoel Romero, but he doesn't want Yoel Romero. Romero's on a different route. He already has a, an opponent too. So I I think that that would and Dick Diaz that would be the rematch. But Diaz doesn't want to fight. So I think putting him up against GSP. I'm not saying it makes sense, but I think looking at it as an entertainment value and making money and pay-per-view buys and, and getting a lot of attention, I mean, these are two of the best, right? And, and they, they, they were great 10 years ago. They, they still are. And why not finally do that fight? So here's the thing. Um, if If... Anderson goes to Conor McGregor, which we obviously always seen Conor. And they've said that, and and, and and Dana White said they're not interested in that. But I'm saying, like, if Conor ever was given the opportunity, Conor never had an issue going down or up in weight. The guy's done it before. Oh no, no doubt. He, he he'd be more than happy to do it. Exactly, just to because that's money in his pocket. Hey, he, where money is, Conor is. But I'm going to kind of go against one of the names you brought up, and that was GSP, because apparently there's rumors that are going around that there's another dream fight in the process, and that's GSP versus Kahif. And a lot of people are actually wa wanting to see that as well. So can you imagine a pay-per-view card with GSP versus Kahif and Conor McGregor versus Anderson? That, that, that's exciting. But again, Dana White doesn't, doesn't want to see that. And Habib can't even fight now in about until nine months. Um, because he was basically penalized because of what happened in Las Vegas, so we lost him for a while. Um, so the rumor is you're gonna have Connor versus Donald Cerrone for interim light champ, light lightweight championship. But again, I I just think that that's that's what makes if if because he I believe that Curitiba show is in May, so that's when Anderson would like to hand up his his gloves, I, I would presume. But again, at the same time, we don't know if GSP's ready. I know he's always training and all that, but we don't know if he's ready. I don't know if he's mentally ready. Remember, he came back, defeated Michael Bisping, and then he just disappeared. Well, the thing about GSP is that he's always great at, at making these surprises. So no one expected him back. They saw him against, GS, uh, against Bisping and won. So maybe he'll surprise us again, but time will tell. Well, one, one notification we just got is that UFC heavyweight champion Daniel Cormier uh, has an injury on his back. And that now has pulled him off. He's going to take some time away. Uh, so he will not be retiring at 40, although he said that originally. Um, 
So he's going to continue. He just needs to heal from his back injury. So that Brock Lesnar and Daniel Cormier fight isn't happening any soon, anytime soon. We don't know as far as how much this, this back injury is going to last, but I'll presume um, by next, later this year or whatnot, um, maybe we'll get to see Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Cormier and then finally hang it up. But that's just a matter of time. But I am excited, George, because Cain Velasquez is coming back, the former heavyweight champion, and he's taking on Francis Ngannou. And this is going to take place on ESPN this Sunday. Finally, we get Cain Velasquez. Such a, a shame because Cain is a badass. But unfortunately, a lot of injuries have hindered his career, has, has really put a taint on his career. But hopefully, hopefully he's still in his 30s. Hopefully, Cain Velasquez can make a run at this. And I know that he, he said that he would never fight Daniel Cormier because that is his buddy, that is his partner in the team. But hopefully one day we get to see Kane in the title match once again. All right, with that being said, we'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. Make sure, again, to follow us on our socials, Roman Show Media Instagram, and on Facebook, and at The Roman Show on Twitter, our Roman Show 1 on YouTube. All right, we'll catch you next week right here on The Roman Show. You haven't on? You haven't heard. <laughs>